We thank you for tuning in to the Chosen City Church Sermons Podcast. At Chosen City Church, we are chosen to overcome, to build, and to be like Jesus. We pray that this podcast will empower you to do the same on today. Hallelujah. What a friend we have in Jesus. The friend that we have in Jesus... He keeps us in difficult times and in difficult moments. And his spirit is with us to help us to make some decisions that some of us will have to make this week. And some of us will have to make to make sure that the next chapter will be the best chapter of our lives. Aren't you glad that God loves us like that? That he he doesn't leave us by ourselves. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Listen, family. Amen. We have been in this series uh, that the next chapter will be the best chapter of our lives. Do you receive that for yourself? Come on, if you receive that for yourself. I said preachers teaching preaching series sometimes because it helps us to expound upon a concept and really to bring something home so uh, the Lord led us to Romans the eighth chapter to let us know that it's true that the next chapter will be the best chapter Um, I'm gonna miss this I'm gonna miss this series uh, but the Lord said um, the series is not over because now you've heard it now it's time to to live it so you've heard it now it's time to, to 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 live it right to walk it out so what are the things I wanted to do? I've asked all the ministers, they about to come right now. There were some concepts that we covered uh, over the last uh, seven weeks, and today will be week, day eight. And they're coming quickly. Um, y'all hustle and try to get those out to everybody. Just walk right down the aisle, just pass it. Matter of fact, you can hand it to some on the end and pass it down. And uh, that way you ain't got to, you don't want to get to everybody. But make sure everybody gets one of these cards. I'm just calling it the great eight. It were eight concepts that we 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 covered um, through this through this, and I and I think you'll see how to use those in a minute. But the next chapter will be the best chapter of uh, your life. I believe that by the Holy Ghost. Today, uh, the Word of God is found in Romans, the eighth chapter, verse thirty-one through thirty-eight. As we finish out this dynamic series, today we'll be reading from the King James version. I uh, enjoy the New Living Translation, but sometimes the the language of the uh, King James Version speaks um, in such a way that I that I that I'm led to 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 use it. And today is one of those days. Romans 8, verse uh, 31 through 39. I'm sorry, will be uh, to be our guide. First and foremost, let me not be rude. Can we just give a big chosen city welcome to all of our first time visitors? We love you. Amen. We celebrate you and we appreciate you and we pray that this is not the first time uh, or the last, I should say. And uh, we thank God that he sent you here this way. Brother Adrian, I'm going to ask for a little bit more volume on this because I ain't got that smooth, silky voice that you got. And uh, I used what I had this morning. There we go. Thank you, sir. All right. So Romans 8, verse 31 through 39. And what we love to do here is to read the word of God together. Okay, let's do that. Ready, set, read. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? 
He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sore? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long, for we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded. Somebody say, I'm persuaded. I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things to come nor things to come nor height no depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. And I would just like to use as a subject today as the Holy Spirit would allow never be defeated. Somebody say that. Never be defeated. Come on. Encourage somebody. I don't care where they are on your way down. Tell them never be defeated. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The next chapter will be the best chapter of your life and you shall never be defeated in Jesus name. Next chapter will be the best chapter of your life because the master through Romans the 8th chapter which is considered by some one of the greatest chapters in the Bible gives us some concepts and I pulled some concepts that I th thought stick to, stuck out to me there are others but I pulled out the great eight that should help you in the next chapter of your life y'all gonna help me preach today all right what, what, what's the first concept we see there no condemnation. When we started uh, this book, Paul was talking to us, and he started at Romans, the seventh chapter, around verse 22, and he essentially said that the struggle is real, right? Oh, y'all didn't know that biblical characters talk like that? Well, he said that, oh, wretched man that I am, every time that I want to do good, evil is always present. Anybody know that Paul was being real when you're trying to do the right thing, but evil is always always trying to tempt you. You're trying to keep the peace, but they keep pushing the wrong button at the wrong time. And that I ain't a killer, but don't push me comes out of you. Somebody know what I'm talking about. What happens when you lose your cool and you get outside of who you are? The first truth that you got to remember is that there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Now there is correction, meaning God will get you back on the right path, but he doesn't condemn us when we fall down. Somebody out to shout right there because if Christ is not condemning you, you got to stop condemning yourself. Then 
we go on a little bit further. The next concept. What was the next one, family? Y'all going to help me today. What was the next one? You are free. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. Listen, this is a prophetic utterance to anybody that missed this first sermon or second sermon. I need to remind you that freedom is available to you today if you can receive it. What does freedom look like and how do you know if you need freedom? You need freedom if there is something that you have been wrestling with for so long that is starting to impact your purpose. You need freedom if you have been struggling with something so long that is attacking your identity. You need freedom if you don't sleep well at night. You need freedom if you are dealing with worry. You need freedom if you are dealing with anxiety. You need freedom if you are dealing with oppression. The Bible declares who the sun sets free is free indeed. And here we are. You're surrounded by family. It's a family environment. I want to let you know that not only are you surrounded by family there is a prayer warrior on your role yeah that person right now if you are a prayer warrior can you identify yourself if you just say I don't have a title but I'm a prayer warrior listen I, I know I can get a prayer through listen prayer warriors I need you to help me because there is somebody on your role that you don't know but they're struggling with freedom and for the next chapter to be the best chapter they gotta get free today in other words they can't take the bondage of the desert over into the promised land did y'all hear what I said God is saying that you're coming out of the wilderness you're coming out of bondage but you can't take what you went through you can't take the wounds that have not yet healed into the next chapter of your life we gotta close the book on some stuff today we gotta wrap some stuff up we gotta lay some stuff down we gotta burn some stuff up we gotta put some stuff in the trash because the Bible is declaring on the day that the sun is setting some people free prayer warriors I need to hear you. I need to hear you declare in this atmosphere that somebody on your role, somebody in your family, and maybe it's yourself because sometimes the prayer warrior needs to be set free. Sometimes the pastor needs to be set free. Sometimes the deacon needs to be set free. But the Bible declares that, that there is freedom in this house today. There is liberty in the house. Speak freedom. Declare it. Declare it in the name of Jesus. Claire, declare right now that you're not going to be bound in the next chapter by what had you bound in the last chapter. Declare that for your own family. There's somebody in here. You represent your family. You've been trying to hear, get them to come. Here it is. The Lord is talking. You've been trying to get them to come. But your faithfulness is what's going to set the whole family free. Your, your faithfulness is, is what's going to get them connected to the, to the Lord. Because God is saying that the next chapter for your family will be the best chapter. It reminds us there's no condemnation that we are free. What's the third? What's the next one? That your, 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 your sins are paid for. I want to remind you that your sins, when you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive your sins. Pastor Chris, God keeps bringing me back to in this room, there's some people you still have not forgiven yourself because you don't operate as if you don't have a yesterday. You still operate like you have a yesterday. Does that make sense? You still operate like you are, your future has been determined because of the mistakes of yesterday. 
You, you, you still operate that as if God can't, 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 can't do, do a new thing in your life. You, you, you still operate as if Romans 8 verse 28 is not true, which declare that God makes everything work together for our good. And so since he has paid for your sin, forgive yourself, woman of God. Forgive yourself, man of God. Forgive yourself. Don't worry about who the people who won't forgive you. They don't have a hell to put you in anyway. What you need to be worried about is how much longer you're going to keep living this life and not forgive yourself. Verse 1, sin does not have, or verse 4, what is it? Sin does not have what? Power over you. Can I remind you of this truth? Strongholds and addictions are real. We all have some things that, that, that wrestle with us. We talked about the content versus the container. I put what I learned from Bishop Jakes and what God gave me. And we talked about that every last one of us has something in the container, meaning our flesh. That's wrestling with the content, meaning the spirit that's in us. The spirit that's within us don't want what the flesh wants. There's always a struggle between the container and the content. But I was sent to remind you, as the Bible has declared, that what you're wrestling with does not have power over you. Hear me. Hear this, everybody. What you are wrestling with does not have power over you. But some of you have been given it power. Some of you have been given it authority that the Bible didn't give it. You've been given your condition authority that God never spoke. You got so much power and authority that you can give your condition the power that belongs to you if you want to. But, but, I, but I need some people to, to take back what, 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 what God uh, has for you and to, and to take back what you gave to your condition and to, and to take back what you gave to your circumstance and, and declare that the devil is a liar. Anybody want to declare that today? That the devil is a liar. Why? Because sin doesn't have power over you. And then we were reminded we know that God, the spirit, the sin does not have power over us. Why? What's the next one? Because what? We don't have a spirit of fear. Uh, for some of y'all that was born about the time I was born, you familiar with Genesis through Revelation, but some of us are familiar with the book of Bone Crusher, and the book of Bone Crusher declares what, family? I ain't never scared. If you don't know the book of Bone Crusher, ask somebody on your road, because sometimes we forget that we don't have a spirit of fear. We have a spirit of power and of sound mind and, a, and, and, and authority. We can speak some stuff uh, in accordance to the will of God. We don't have to go around guessing like the world has to guess. We have a guide by the way of the Holy Ghost that is guiding us in all things. God has not given you a spirit of fear, so in the next chapter, don't walk around here like you are afraid. But then he makes a shift and says, I've given you this theology, but I got to see where you are. He says, I understand that some of you are suffering. But what does Paul say? We're at number, what number is that? Number six? What does Paul say about suffering? Read it out loud. It's on your card. Got a cheat sheet. What does it say? What you suffer today is preparing you for a greater tomorrow. That's Bible. 
Because your pain is not without purpose in the eyesight of, of God. The, 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 the pressure that you've been under is only preparing you for what's to come. Do you, do you receive that? Because that's why Romans 8.28 makes sense now. Because all things, all of the disappointment, all of the hurt, all of the pain, God is up to something. It's stretching you. It worries you. But you've got to be reminded that God is up to something. That's why number 7 says this. That what? What does number 7 say? If you... You love God, all things are working together for the good of those that love the Lord. Listen, I want to remind you that no matter what you have been through, is up to something. Oh, you can't don't give up. It's too many times that just because we don't know what God is up to, we give up on God. But I, I've gotten to the point in my journey brother david that when i don't see what god is doing i i trust them pastor nikima to say i don't i don't understand it i trust them dr colleen y'all in the middle of our series i told you the next chapter was going to be the best chapter that's dr colleen she she wasn't doctor before but she doctor right now I'm, i'm trying to tell you that god god is up to something and with the first seven It brings us to the last one, the eighth one, which lets us know that because of this, that you shall never be defeated. Somebody say, I'll never be defeated. No matter what you go through, say, I'll never be defeated. Uh, The first thing that we have to remember to ensure that we're not defeated in the next chapter of our life is that God is for us. Everybody say, God is for us. It's it's right here. I'm going to show it to you in the word of God. What shall, we, what shall we then say to these things? If God be what? For us, who can be against us? Let's read verse 32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Let's go back to 31. 31, there are two words I want to focus on, for and us. Can we talk about four? Four is one of those words that to really understand what Paul is trying to say through the power of the Holy Spirit, it's a wonderful opportunity to look at it in its original language. When God says he is for us, when you look at it, the word in Greek is the, really the Greek word hooper. Sounds like I'm talking about basketball. I ain't talking about basketball. But it's the Greek word hooper. What does that word mean? It means that God, watch this, y'all. God is above us, God is beyond us, and God is around us. Say it one more time. When we see the word for in the Bible, in this language, it means that God is uh, beyond us. He is around for us, and he is around us. He's, he's above, he's around. He's a, it was an old song that kind of captured it. It says that he's all over me, and he's keeping me alive. Y'all know that song? It says he's on my right, he's on my left, and front and back. He's under me. He's oh, When you see four in that language, it means that God is beyond us. All right? That means that God is already where you're trying to go in the head child. He's above us so he can see what, what, what we can't, we can't, you can't see. And when you get there, he's still all around. Uh, I, I got two. Let me see it like this. I, Chivalry is still good. Any, 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 any brothers out there that still open the door for the ladies and do all that stuff, shout out to the brothers. You know, that's, that's good. I believe in that, you know, stuff. 
And uh, I do it sometimes. Pray, pray for the preacher. Sorry, Tiff, I'm going to work on it, do a little bit more. But it's one, y'all, that I've never done and I never will do. Uh, you know, chivalry suggests that you open the door and you let the lady walk in first. I remember when we were dating, my wife asked me, oh, she saw one of y'all make me look bad. Oh, they going to open the door and you, you always go in for, before me. And I said, I always will. She looked at me crazy. I said, hit me out on this. And she still don't agree. But, fellas, you're going to understand. I'm going to change your mind. You open the door, yes. But watch this. In careers that I've had, military, law enforcement, I have walked into a house. And when I got in there, there was a robber on the other side that was armed. So, in my mind, I'm going to always be the first one to go through the door. You feel me? You, you, you understand what I'm saying? In, 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 in my mind, because I opened the door. We've been gone all day. I opened the door and let you in the house. And, 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 and bad boy Leroy on the other side, right, uh, he's going to have to deal with me before he can get, deal with you. So, so watch this. So when God says that I am for you, he says, I've gone through the door that I'm about to open for you. And you can come on in. The, the, the room. Oh, oh, oh okay. I'm going to bring this to home. Come here. I, I need about four veterans. I need about, I need about four veterans. Come here. I need four of them. Hurry up. Quick, 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 quick. I need about four veterans. Men, women, four veterans that's proud to be. What be some veterans at? Come on over here, vets. I see one right here. Come here, man of God. Come here. Come here. I see a few veterans right here. I see one right here. Listen, listen. In combat, y'all, uh, this combat, this is real. And some of y'all are facing spiritual warfare. But when we are in combat, there is something that we call movement to contact, right? Anybody ever heard of movement contact? It's FM 7-8 for all you infantrymen out there. It tells you how to move into contact. That means that there is a promised land. There's a victory over there, but you got to go through enemy territory to get to it. I want to remind some of y'all that the next chapter will be the best chapter, but you're going to have to face some enemy in order to get to it. So in the military, they taught us formations uh, that we will march in in order to see victory. I want to show y'all a wedge formation. Watch this with a wedge. They already got it. It's ingrained in us men of God. This is a wedge. This is a wedge. Watch this. The wedge is powerful because he can take care of this flank. He can take care of this flank. He can watch the rear, but there's one person whose life is on the line the most. Y'all know where that is? It's the point man. You see, the point man has the objective. Move forward, man of God. The point man got to take us through the battlefield and if there is enemy on the other side, guess who's going to be the first one to get hit. It's going to be the point man. But guess who's also going to show us how to get there? It's going to be the point man. And I want to show you that as you go through the battlefield, the master is our point man. He's going to take every bullet that the enemy has designed for you. If God be for us. Who can? Who can? Hey, 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 I feel my help coming on, Jamal. Hey, hey, so God, before us, he's going ahead on your job. He's going ahead in your finances. He's going ahead in your marriage. He's going ahead of God before us. Who can be against us? Us, us, to join this army, 
to join this army, to be a part of the us. All it requires is for you to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in your life by confessing which, and, and believing in your heart. And you can join this army. This army is available for everyone, but everybody won't join it. But God is saying, for those that have said, you love me enough to trust the fact that my son is who I says he is. You love me enough that you're going to follow his guidance. You love me enough to do live life like he lived it. You are part of the Lord's army. If God be for us, there are some of us that need to join the us. You see, it starts with made a confession with your mouth that you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, but it doesn't stop there. You see, when you're on this army, you got to do like the commander does. You got to be like Jesus. That means if you want to be a part of the us, that means you got to forgive some people uh, that hurt you. If you want to be a part of the us, you got to learn to love some people that will never love you back. If you want to be a part of the us, you're going to give a loan to somebody and they're going to take your money and never return it. If you want to be a part of the us, you're going to try to do good for some folk. And them same folk going to be the very ones that posting crazy stuff about you on social media. And it's worse when it comes from your own doggone family. Amen, somebody. If you want to be a part of the us, you got to live a life that is sacrificial and putting other people ahead of you. Because God is saying that if you want to be a part of this army, you got to be like his son. But if you choose to live a life like this, watch the next verse. This is what God says is yours. If you join us, watch this, y'all. What shall we say? If God be for us, who can be against us? Watch this. He says that he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Any parents, aunties, uncles in the house, cousins in the house? If you know what with this concept, God is saying, I gave you my son. I, I, I gave you the best that I have. Think about how much you love your child. How many of us would sacrifice our child or our nephew, our niece? It, the thought don't even, it can't, you can't even wrap your brain around it. God said, that's what I did for you because I love you. He said, now watch this. Put that verse back up, please. If I would give you the best that I got, why wouldn't I just freely give you everything that you need, Right? If, if I had gave you the best, like, there's nothing better than me giving you my son. And there's nothing better than me giving you with the Holy Spirit. If I would give you all that, why wouldn't I give you a job? If I would give you all of that, why wouldn't I give you the keys to having a happy marriage? If I would give you all of that, why wouldn't I show you how through the power of the Holy Spirit to be a, a, an investor of your money so that you can live in the overflow and so that you could be the lender and not the borrower? If I would give you my son, if I would fill you with my Holy Spirit, the things that you are asking for are de minimis to me. Is there anything too hard for God? I want to ask that question. Is there anything too hard for God? God is saying, since I'm for you uh, and I formed you in your mother's womb with a purpose uh, I'm going to give you everything that you need and I'm going to give it to you freely everybody say freely the God gives freely we give with condition but God says I'm going to give it to you freely I'm, I'm casting out blessings that, that's one with your name I'm going to bless you freely not because you are so perfect not because you messed up I'm going to bless you freely I'm going to wake you up Anyhow, I'm going to give you a raise 
anyhow. I'm going to heal your body anyhow. I'm going to bless you freely. Is there anybody that can testify that God has been blessing you uh, without condition? Uh, he's just been casting out blessings. Uh, and I want to tell somebody that's waiting on a blessing. Uh, just hold on a little while longer. Uh, that God is about to do something. Uh, that's about to shift the paradigm of your life. Uh, I speak these things by faith. Uh, because I have seen God move like that. Uh, I've seen God make ways. Uh, I've seen God in poverty. Uh, I've seen God in sickness. Uh, I've seen God in broken hearts. Uh, I've seen God turning around uh, when everybody else thought it was over. Uh, God has said, I'm blessing my people uh, so that you can live on purpose. Uh, there's an assignment on your life. Uh, and I'm going to give you everything that you need to make it come alive. God is for us. But also God says, not only am I for you, for the next chapter to be the best chapter, you have to declare, I'm in good standing. Somebody say, I'm in good standing. For the next chapter to be the best chapter of your life, you have to declare for yourself, I'm in good standing. Watch the verse, verse 33 and 34. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. When we see the, let's go back real quick. When you see the word justification, it means that we are in good standing with God. We, we, we passed a criminal background check despite ourselves. We're in good standing. Let's look, let's look at verse 34. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Let's go back to verse 33. Yeah. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God to lay? The Bible says this, that Satan is the accuser of the what? Of the brethren. The Bible says that Satan is the accuser of the brethren. That term is gender neutral because he's an accuser of the sister in two. <laughs> what does it mean that Satan is an accuser? It means that every time, can we be real, real today? Kids upstairs. It means every time you have cheated on your spouse. Satan has an encounter with God to say, see, I told you. It means that every time your addiction got the best of you, Satan has a conversation with God to say, I told you there was no value there and you was wasting your time. It means every time you put something in your body and let that guide you and comfort you instead of the Holy Spirit, Satan shows up again and say, I told you, they, 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 they find more comfort in their substance than they do in your Savior. It means that every time you allow fear to guide your footsteps instead of faith, he says, see, I told you, they more afraid of me than they are of trusting you. Satan is an accuser of 
the brethren. We find a whole chapter of him accusing an individual by the name of Job. He said, if I, uh, let me test him and let me take some stuff from him. It started with stuff. Then he lost people. Then he lost health. And after a while, Job himself started to question what God was doing because Satan had come to the conclusion that people don't love you for real, God. They love your stuff. And so he says, I'm going to show you they don't love you. You uh, did not. They don't love you for real. They love your stuff. And if they go through enough stuff in life, they will give up on you. He's an accuser of the, the brothers and the sisters. And so Paul had to let them know that I need you to understand something. Even though he's an accuser, he is a liar. Somebody say that the devil is a liar. He's a liar. Watch this carefully. We, even though he is a c accuser, put the scripture back up one more time, media team. I want them to, to see this again, right? It, it is that who, who is he that uh, condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God who also maketh intercession for us? Now, watch this carefully. What does this mean that the fact that I am, I've, I've done some stuff, and, and I ain't gonna lie here, if, if the enemy shows up to the throne room and start talking about what I did. It's going to be a long conversation. <laughs> They're going to be talking for a minute, but I bet I ain't the only one, though, that if he show up with your list, it's a long list. We Most of us got a pretty long uh, list, but, 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 but the reason Paul encouraged them, because you can get down when you're thinking about that you messed up so bad that you don't have a future, but I told you to declare that the devil is a liar. Watch what he says, though. He says that, uh, that, 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 that I have paid the price for all sins for, for all time. There, there's a word that is used in John the 19th chapter around verse 30 uh, where Jesus is, is on the cross. He, he has been lied on. He has been cheated. He's been, he's been whipped. He's been beaten. He, he's escaped stoning, but he got caught by a, a, a kangaroo trial. He, he has thorns on his head. They, uh, they whipped him all night long. His disciples have abandoned him. His friends have uh, forsaken him. And even the thieves that are next to him, one of them decides to mock him by saying if you are really the son of God if you really have the power that you have why don't you come down save yourself and save others in the midst of all of this torment in the midst of all of this pain Joe he says something that sticks out he says something that doesn't make sense he says to telestai when you read your bible to telestai means what family it is finished now, they understood what Tetelestai meant, but they, it didn't make sense at that time. They said, how are you sitting there dying and bleeding out? How are you sitting there busted up? We have won. The, the enemy has, has defeated you. We have won. We have killed the person that claims to be the son of God, and you have cried out Tetelestai. Tetelestai means that it's paid in full. Now, uh, can I come on your row? We were saying in the day's vernacular, I got receipts. Yeah, yeah, y'all know about them receipts, don't you? Some, some of us in here praying because your old lady had some receipts and she, 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 she had evidence that you had been where you weren't supposed to go. I, uh, Jesus is essentially saying it's paid for and I got some receipts. I like how John Piper said it and I like more specifically how Jesus helped us to see what it means that it's paid for and I got 
receipts. John Piper declared it like this. When we see that there is no condemnation, when we see that our sins have been paid for, he says that, that the enemy will always accuse you. Here it is. The enemy will never stop accusing you. The enemy will never stop talking about your past. The enemy will never stop posting on social media. The enemy will never stop coming up against you. But hear this. You can't stop the enemy from pressing charges against you. But guess what John Piper said? No matter what charge has been pressed against you, no condemnation simply means that the charges won't stick and I want to talk to somebody today to let you know uh, I don't care what's been said about you or who they said it to uh, that the charges will not stick why because God is the judge and and when the prosecutor uh, the adversary says look I, I want to tell you about your servant down there in Charlotte last night they was on the late night creep and they said they weren't gonna do that no more last night they answered the wrong DM after promising they never do it again uh, last week they had another fatal hookup uh, after saying I ain't gonna do that no more uh, last week uh, they gave up on you God uh, when they said they never give up on you uh, they deserve death God they deserve to die uh, if I'm going to hell uh, that one right there ought to be right along with me uh, you see some of the stuff they tried to blame on me uh, I didn't make them do it they did it by himself uh, because the devil don't make you do everything uh, some stuff you decide to do on your own merit uh, so the accuser is talking to the judge uh, but I want to tell you about this judge uh, he's the alpha and the omega uh, he's the beginning and the end uh, he's the first and the last uh, does anybody know the judge uh, he's a way maker and a miracle worker uh, and as he's hearing what the adversary is saying about you uh, he says are there any witnesses in the courtroom uh, that can testify otherwise uh, because according to the prosecutor uh, you are guilty of your transgression uh, and you deserve to die uh, well all of a sudden in the back of the courtroom uh, family y'all should have been in this courtroom uh, it was lit on this day uh, in the back of the courtroom uh, I didn't catch his name uh, but they say he had hair like lamb's wool uh, I didn't catch his name uh, but they said his skin was kind of bronze uh, I didn't catch his name uh, but when I started to look at his clothes, uh, it had some red stains on it. Uh, I didn't catch his name, uh, but he had a red spot on his side. Uh, and he said, that's where they pierced me. Uh, I didn't catch his name, uh, but the judge called him up to the witness stand. Uh, he said, you heard the allegations. Uh, you heard the accusal. Uh, you heard what they did last week. Uh, you heard what they did last night. Uh, what say you? Uh, he looked at the judge, uh, and the judge looked at him uh, and said look at my hands uh, there's a hole in my hand uh, look at my feet uh, there's a hole in my feet uh, look at the thorn prints uh, around my head uh, look at my back uh, they whipped me all night long uh, your honor I want to tell you uh, that Telestai is here uh, I paid for that uh, and when the judge looks uh, at the blood that was shed uh, when the judge looks uh, at the stripes that was laid, uh, I want to remind you uh, that the verdict is uh, not guilty. Uh, is there anybody in the house? Uh, no matter what you've been through, uh, not guilty. Uh, they call you depressed. 
not guilty. Uh, they call you anxious, uh, not guilty. Uh, they call you a liar, uh, not guilty. Uh, and I need about 75 folk uh, that know you got it yesterday. Uh, you know you got it till yesterday. Uh, but you can declare in this atmosphere uh, who the sun sets free. Uh, it's free indeed. Uh, I'm free all. Uh, I got a not guilty bird. Needs to wait. I need to talk to somebody in the spirit right now and say, because you are free, the chains are being broken. Because you are free, release the burden of it. Won't you release it today? Won't you walk out of your cell? It's a dangerous thing for the cell door to be wide open, but the prisoner won't come out. I need to talk to a prisoner. The door is wide open. All you got to do is walk out. How much longer? You're going to stay where you are. I don't know about you, but I'm about to walk this thing out because who the sun sets free is free indeed. God is saying, you're not guilty. Your children, not guilty. Confess our sins. And he's faithful and just to forgive our sins. Confess our sins, family. He's faithful and just to forgive our sins. Will y'all do that with me right now? Right here. We're almost done anyway. Confess to your God that I got short areas, God. He said, if you confess it, he's faithful and just to forgive it. Oh, there's power and liberty in confession. Confess it right now. Lord Jesus, help me in that area. I need your Holy Ghost. I confess it so I could be what you called me to be. God, right now, there's some people in this house. They need to be free. They need to be free. Release it. We speak release. Break the bond of it. We speak a breaking of that bond. Break it right now. Take the taste out of their vein. Break it right now. Release it right now. You have no authority here, Satan. You are in the midst of some Holy Spirit filled individuals that love God, that have been called according to his purpose. You are saying, Satan, you have no authority in my family. You have no authority in my marriage. You have no authority as I try to raise my children. You have no authority in my business. You have no authority in my mind. Get out of there. You have no authority in my heart. You have no authority here because I'm free. And who the Son sets free is free indeed. Somebody ought to declare, I'm free. Declare it. Your family's free because of the Son sets free. It's free indeed. God is for us. I'm in, I'm in good standing. And the last one is this, family, and we're done. Because God is for us, and I'm in good standing, watch this. Nothing can separate us. Everybody say nothing can separate us. Watch this. Verse 35 through 39. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine 
or nakedness or pearl or sword. Now, hold on. Go back. I want to deal with the two things that you see in this text. You see who and you see what. Uh, can we talk about the who? Y'all know who. Who shows up and starts speaking to you about what cannot be done? Y'all know who. Who shows up? And every time you start talking about what you want to do, they all start, start speaking with that negativity. Y'all know who. Who shows up? And it's the first one to remind you of what you, do, what you did in your past. When I accepted my call to preach, who showed up and said, well, the preaching thing is cool, but weren't you down with us last week doing you what you weren't supposed to be doing? Because who will always show up to remind you not of who you are, but who the enemy would have you to be. And the enemy would have you to be defeated. The enemy would have you to, 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 to give up. And so what Paul is trying to remind you is to stop letting who have power over your life. Some of y'all have yet to be what God has called you to be and do what God has called you to do because you're still listening to the who. I want to speak to you today and say until you stop listening to the who, you will never be what God has called you to be and you will never do what God has called you to do because the who is afraid of, of you, first of all. I want to remind you that your anointing and your, your call is so powerful that the who is afraid of you. That's why the who has to attack you. Ask Paul about it. When Paul started living for Jesus uh, and started doing what God had called him to do, uh, the Romans uh, decided that Paul was a threat. And because Paul was a threat, they tried to stop his purpose. Uh, you ever thought about the fact that your own purpose uh, is a threat to the devil's agenda? You ever thought about the fact that once you are finally where you're supposed to be, you're going to bless so many people uh, that the enemy doesn't want that to happen? Uh, so he's going to use the who to attack you. Uh, but I'm going to ask you again to declare. Uh, devil you are a liar uh, you ought to say who you have no authority here uh, who you have no business here uh, but not only do we deal with the who uh, family we deal with the what put it back up on the screen uh, watch what the word of God says about it uh, who shall separate us from the love of Christ I declare in the spirit that nobody will separate you from the love of Christ found in Christ Jesus uh, can I go one more place I got to go here and then I get back to the main street I got to take this alley because this alley is important. Church hurt is real. You hear me? It's real. But some of y'all have allowed church hurt to become that who that has separated you from the love of God found in Christ Jesus. See, when you love God, you do what God told you to do. And God told us to fellowship amongst the saints. Because there's a gift in you and there's a gift in me. There's a synergy when we come together. But what happens is when you have church hurt because uh, Mal Sean said something that you didn't like. Or because Boquisha got on your last nerves. And you decide you ain't going to show up no more. What's happening is you've allowed who to separate you. You, some of y'all was in a place or are in a place where you were the gift to the body of Christ that was needed in that moment. Some of y'all didn't even did it on the job. I ain't lying, I'm testifying. You, well, my season has come to an end. Had your season really come to an end, or did you let who get in the way? Huh? I, I, I know a person right now, a couple years back, that was a good friend that was having a problem in the school system. 
and, uh, and she was an assistant teacher trying to become a, the, the teacher, and the teacher was giving her a hard time. She complained, and it seemed like it wasn't getting any better. And all of her friends were trying to encourage her to hold on a little while longer. One day, she just got up, and she just quit. She quit with no job, no money, no future. Who, who made her quit? Well, let me tell you something that happened. When she quit, she didn't have the funds that she needed to pay for her apartment, so she lost it. When, when, when she quit, she didn't have the funds to pay for her job, so she, she lost that too. When, when she quit, she, she didn't have the funds to feed herself, so now she had to depend on others because she allowed who to get in the way. Oh, by the way, that I forgot to tell y'all that two days later, after she quit, that teacher that was giving her a hard time was terminated. Hold up. Right there, man. That meant if she had held on for two more days, not only would she have had what she needed, she would have been the head person of the whole class. I'm trying to talk to somebody. You better stop letting who mess up your future. You better stop claiming every door is closed just because you ain't got no staying power. It ain't always church hurt. And when it is, sometimes God says, I want you to press on anyway because there's purpose in the pain. Stop letting who mess up what God want to do in your life. Okay, we're back on the main drag and we're going home. Not only do we deal with who, we deal with what. Look at what. What shall, the question is rhetorical, shall tribulation or distress, persecution or famine, nakedness or peril or sword. He's asking these rhetorical questions based on what they were going through. They were dealing with tribulation. They were being persecuted because of their faith. But he said, will that separate you from God? When people don't believe God like you believe God, will that separate you? When you're dealing with stress and distress and, and oppression from every hand, will that separate you? When you are being persecuted, when you're trying to do right, the rhetorical question is, will that separate you? When you go through a season of famine, that famine often sometimes when, when God can send a famine and, and the whole world is going through. When COVID-19 shows up, I, I've heard rumors that, that COVID is trying to rear his ugly head again, but the devil is a liar because nothing is going to separate me from the love of God. Shell nakedness. I've lost everything. There's some people in this room, they look so good today, but you wouldn't know it. They have lost everything uh, in one point of their life. Uh, but they are here as a testimony uh, that when they lost everything, uh, nothing separated them uh, from the love of God. Shall peril or sword. If I lose my life uh, for the sake of the gospel, uh, you cannot steal my soul. Uh, because when I'm absent in this here old crusty body, I am present with the Lord. I want to remind you that it goes a little bit further. Watch 36. 36 says, and it is written, for thy sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. That's a direct quote family from Psalm 44. Can I tell y'all what was going on in Psalm 44? What happened in Psalm 44 was like us. What happens when you are living for God and doing what God is 
called you to do, uh, but you still find yourself going through struggle. Uh, that was Psalm 44. Uh, they say, listen, God, uh, we're still lifting up holy hands. Uh, we are still praising you, uh, but it feels like the enemy is still has a stronghold on us. Uh, do I have any witnesses in the house uh, that know what it feels like to be doing the right thing, uh, but to still find yourself in a struggle? Uh, God, I pray. Uh, God, I tithe. Uh, God, I worship, uh, but it hadn't turned around. Uh, that was Psalm 44. Uh, it raises a lot of questions, uh, and so Paul has an answer uh, to any believer in the house uh, that is trying to live for God, uh, but it hadn't turned around yet. Uh, watch what he says in the next verse. Uh, in verse 37, he gives an answer. Uh, he says this, nay. Uh, somebody say nay. Uh, now that's the King James version. Uh, can I give you the Alabama version? Uh, no. <laughs> can I give you the New York version? Uh, no. <laughs> can I give you the street version? Uh, I ain't about that there. Uh, I want to tell you, uh, however you can receive it, uh, nothing uh, means nay uh, in all of these things. Uh, we are more than conquerors. Uh, so if I lose my job, uh, I ain't giving up on God. Uh, if I lose my marriage, uh, I ain't giving up on God. Uh, if I lose my mind, uh, I ain't giving up on God. Uh, why would you keep holding on uh, in the middle of struggle? Uh, because you got to keep on reading. Uh, because the rest of the text declares uh, in all of these things, uh, in every trial that you've been through, uh, in every heartbreak you've dealt with, uh, in every tear that you cried, uh, late in the midnight hour, uh, in all of your suffering, uh, in the midst of your joy, uh, and especially in your pain, uh, the word of God declares, uh, I want you to read it with me uh, in your best preacher voice. Uh, the word of God declares, uh, we are more than conquerors. Uh, I need everybody to shout, uh, we are more than conquerors. Uh, do I have some people in the house? Uh, when you look at what you've been through, uh, when you look at what you're trying to build, uh, I'm bold enough to declare, uh, we are more than conquerors. Uh, do I have anybody in the house uh, that understands what it means? Uh, get your best preacher voice uh, and say we are more than conquerors. Uh, the writer could have said, uh, we win by the skin of our teeth. Uh, the writer could have said, uh, we just are conquerors. Uh, but he said that we are more than conquerors. Uh, what does it mean to be more than a conqueror? Uh, that means not only do I defeat the enemy, uh, I get back what the enemy has taken from me. Uh, not only do I defeat the enemy uh, and get back what the enemy's taken from me, uh, everything that the enemy had, uh, it now belongs to me. Uh, not only do I defeat the enemy, uh, get back what the enemy has taken from me, uh, everything the enemy has belongs to me. Uh, now the enemy is subjected uh, to the power of the Holy Ghost that's in me. Uh, when I tell you you are more than a conqueror, uh, I mean that every who that has come up against you, uh, it's going to be the stepping stone that God uses uh, to take you to your new next. Uh, every what that you've had to deal with uh, is going to be the stepping stone uh, that God uses to plant your feet uh, on higher ground. Uh, I got a sneaky suspicion uh, that's a bolt in the room. Uh, 
that the next chapter is going to be the best chapter uh, because God's about to plant your feet uh, on higher ground. Uh, do I got anybody that can receive that? Uh, by the power of the Holy Ghost uh, that the next chapter uh, is going to be the best chapter uh, because God going to use the who as a stepping stone. He going to use the what as a stepping stone. Uh, and when he puts you on a new platform, uh, you got to give his name the glory. Uh, look at the last verse. Uh, and we almost done. Uh, watch verse 38. Uh, find your best preaching voice. Uh, watch 38 and 39. Uh, we going to preach this thing together. Uh, I need you to find your preaching voice. Uh, here is what Paul says. Uh, help me, Holy Ghost. Uh, he says, I am persuaded. Uh, is there anybody in the house uh, when you look at what you've gone through uh, you've finally been persuaded uh, that Jesus is the best thing uh, that ever happened to you uh, have you been persuaded uh, that it's going to work out for your family uh, have you been persuaded uh, that it's turning around for you uh, have you been persuaded uh, that your ladder uh, shall be greater uh, have you yet been persuaded uh, that God's hand is on your life uh, have you not been persuaded uh, that the reason that you are still here uh, is because God has been keeping you here uh, have you not yet been persuaded uh, that God has a plan for you uh, have you not yet been persuaded uh, that what's happening in this season uh, is not by happenstance uh, it's not by circumstance uh, because God's hand is in it uh, and God is up to something uh, if you have been persuaded uh, you ought to give God some worship uh, if you have been persuaded uh, if you made up in your own mind uh, what am I persuaded on preacher uh, I'm now persuaded uh, that neither death uh, you can kill my body uh, but you can't steal my soul uh, nor life uh, because sometimes life is not fair uh, nor angels uh, because angels represent messengers uh, that the enemy will send to you uh, to speak against what God has declared for you. Uh, so Paul has declared, uh, I am persuaded uh, that neither death uh, nor life uh, nor bad messages uh, nor principalities. Uh, principalities speak to demonic forces uh, because demonic influence is real. Uh, but greater is he that is in us uh, than he that is in the world. Uh, I ain't got to be afraid of no demon uh, nor powers uh, nor things present uh, nor things to come uh, listen I gotta talk to somebody right here uh, your present situation don't look good uh, I gotta talk to somebody right here uh, God said he wanna persuade you uh, that your present situation may not look good uh, but you gotta hold on to tomorrow uh, if you can only see your tomorrow uh, if you can only see what God's about to do uh, if you can only to see your tomorrow if your tomorrow could talk your tomorrow would tell you that you're going to see a victory if your tomorrow could talk your tomorrow would tell you it's about to get better if your tomorrow could talk tomorrow would tell you hold on a little while longer if tomorrow could talk tomorrow could tell you you better get ready for your blessing I don't know about you but I hear tomorrow talking 
and what I hear sounds good. Uh, is there anybody else uh, that can hear tomorrow talking? Uh, get the scripture back on the screen. Uh, watch what God has to say. Uh, no height, ain't no mountain high enough. Uh, ain't no valley low enough. Uh, nor any creature uh, shall be able to separate us uh, from the love of God. Uh, which is in Christ Jesus. Uh, so I need you to think about uh, whatever you've been going through. Uh, have you been going through something? Uh, Y'all, this is a free house. Uh, have you been going through something? Uh, is there anybody beside myself uh, that don't mind Mary testifying uh, that every now and then uh, I go through something? Uh, is there anybody uh, that don't mind being real? Uh, and say, if I ain't going through it, uh, my child going through it, uh, if my child ain't going through it, uh, my neighbor going through it, uh, I want to encourage somebody uh, that is going through. Uh, think about the situation. Uh, and you got to have the type of faith uh, when you think about what you're going through. Uh, if I got sickness in my body, uh, I remember what the description declares. Uh, it says nothing uh, when my heart is broken. Uh, the word of God says nothing uh, when I lose my mind. Uh, the word of God says nothing uh, when I lose my finances. Uh, the word of God says nothing. Uh, when a loved one dies, uh, the word of God says nothing. Uh, when I'm depressed, nothing. Uh, when I'm hopeless, nothing. Uh, when I'm sad, nothing. Uh, when my friends leave, nothing. When the church hurts, nothing. Uh, when I get disappointed, nothing. Uh, when COVID rises, nothing. Uh, when depression rises, nothing. Uh, when war on the horizon, nothing. Uh, when I'm going through, uh, nothing. Uh, and I need some people uh, that understand uh, the power of nothing uh, can separate you uh, from the love of God uh, that's in Christ Jesus. Uh, you ought to give God a little worship. Uh, you ought to give God a little dance. Uh, what you're dancing about. I'm dancing on the head uh, of what the enemy threw at me uh, to let the enemy know uh, that nothing, uh, I mean nothing, uh, no matter what I dealt with, nothing. Uh, I declare in this atmosphere, nothing, nothing shall separate us from the love of God found in Christ Jesus. Nothing, nothing. But the reality of it is, some of us have a something. And we've been letting that a something get in the way of what the word of God declares, which is nothing. Nothing can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. You hear what I said? Nothing. Everything is going to work out for you good. And nothing can separate you from his love. Everything is going to work out for your good. And nothing can separate you from his love. So this week, whatever the something is that the enemy may throw at you, whatever the something is that you have to deal with, you be reminded that nothing is going to separate you from the love of God. And what comes with the love of God? That he freely gives you everything that you need. So what you worried about? You are not separated from God's love. You just read that because he loves you, he's going to give freely. 
So what you worried about? Entrepreneur, I need to talk to you. I know the bank said no, but God is saying yes. Applicant for a new career, I know they said no, but I hear the Lord saying yes. Some people say, I talked to some singles who desire to have love. Some enjoy being by themselves, but some want something different. I want to talk to the ones that want something different and say, don't give up on your dream. Don't give up on your heart's desire. I hear the Lord saying yes. Man, I hear a sweet yes in this place. I hear a sweet yes in this place. I hear it. Yeah, I hear it. I, I hear yes in this place. For those individuals that can be obedient to the word, be obedient. It's not The problem is not when we prophesy God is saying yes. The problem is when we prophesy God is saying yes and don't remind you that it requires you to be obedient. If you want, God is saying that there's a yes for whatever it is, but you just got to be obedient. Don't look for the yes if you're going to be hard-headed. But if you do what he told you to do, there's a yes with your name on it. There's a yes for everybody in here. And you shall never be defeated. Everybody standing to their feet. Everybody standing to their feet. Hallelujah. I shall be. I shall go. In victory. It's a victory moment. No weapon As he's ministering, listen. You keep going, man of God. Don't let me get in your way. Under the power of the Holy Spirit. God wants to give you a yes. And because God But he he needs you to give him a yes. If you don't have a church home and you don't want to be defeated, give him a yes today. If you need to rededicate your life to the Lord, give him a yes today. If you've never been baptized, if you've never made a confession of faith with your mouth, the ministers are moving right now. Give him a yes today. This is your song to remind that you will never be defeated. Some of the ministers are moving. Some of the deacons are moving. Somebody needs to give him a yes today. I shall go Hallelujah. I want you to know going into this next chapter that you will never be defeated. You hear what I'm saying? The Lord is saying that you will not be defeated. To all my lovely seniors in the room, God is about to use you mightily in this senior stage of your life. No defeat. No defeat. And because God Listen to the words of this song. Is the greatest power we shall Never be defeated, and because God is the greatest power, we shall never, never be defeated. Let's celebrate God for this woman of God. Thank you for tuning in to our sermons podcast here at Chosen City Church. This and other podcasts as well as our live Sunday morning service can be found on all of our streaming platforms and are also available on the new Chosen City Church app, which is available on both the Apple Store and Google Play. We would love to see you in person on Sunday morning at either our 8 a.m. or 1015 services. We are located at 13925 Irwin Road in Charlotte, North Carolina. We hope to see you soon and have a blessed day.